I want to welcome you to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. Today we're going to get into discussing how we can all become overcomers in life. Today's podcast is entitled, How to Stay an Overcomer. In podcasts previous to this, we talked about how to become one. And you know, it's one thing to become successful at something or accomplish something. It's another thing to stay successful or to stay in a position of strength. And so today I want to talk about that, how to stay an overcomer. We're going to discover the keys to living in victory and being an overcomer. We can learn the five steps. I'm going to bring you five steps to maintain our victories and to be an overcomer and to maintain it. Please allow me to share with you how overcoming can be a way of life. It literally is something we can experience every single day of our life, even through the trials, the challenges, the circumstances. We can learn how to accomplish that. And we're going to examine why we must face things that we need to overcome. We can't just have a problem and then turn our back on and walk away. We've got to face up to it, deal with it, and you know God's going to take us through it. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us. But before we get into all this, I need to pray. I don't want to go into any podcast without asking the Holy Spirit to come in and help and direct and guide us. So Heavenly Father, I come to you and pray you would touch this podcast today, that you would anoint it and bless it. And Father, that the Holy Spirit would now come in and take complete control. I yield what I've done, what I've prepared to you. Pray that you would guide and direct me in the area to understand what it is to become an overcomer and how to stay there. I pray that you would bless those who are listening in today, that you would open up their hearts and their minds and their eyes to receive what you want to put in their heart, Father. And I pray that you would bless them and that you would bring them to a level of being an overcomer and living an abundant life as a Christian. I'll thank you for it in advance for what's going to take place and give you all the praise for it. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So now let's just get into this. I believe the Lord has given us something very important to discuss here, and that is to stay an overcomer. A lot of people can say, I'm sorry, and move on, but then things come back on them. A lot of people will walk up to someone else and say, please forgive me for this, or please forgive me for that. And the person does, and they feel like they're free now. They're set free, and they're living an overcoming life. But then when little things happen, those memories come back in their mind. So we want to we figure out how we can stay an overcomer and not go back and allow those things that hurt us in the past to continue to hurt us, you know, in our future for the rest of our life. So let's just look at this specific thing. How to discover the keys to living in victory. Now, when I use the word victory, remember, I'm talking about overcoming. First, we must focus on the end result that we desire. I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer that if I catch a head cold, I immediately start looking at what it's going to feel like when the cold's over. If I have an upset stomach, I like to think about what am I going to feel like when this stomach upset is over, when it's gone. That's called calling forth those things that are not as though they are. So we must do the same thing about when we get into areas of staying an overcomer. We must focus on the end result that we desire to have in our life. When a football team starts a game. They must anticipate what? Victory. They must anticipate winning. They don't go to a football game and say, okay, well, we're going to lose. We have no chance. There's no way that we can possibly win. Even if they're playing a greater team, a stronger team, they still need to participate in that game with with the understanding that they have a chance. They have a chance that they can defeat that person, that they're going to win, and they anticipate winning. Now, it is the same way when we face a trial or a challenge. We must expect the victory, anticipate the victory, even if it seems far off, or even if we imagine that it's never going to happen. We need to get into our heart and get into our mind and think about what's it going to feel like when we overcome this situation. Let me give you a personal example. When I was a young man, I went bowling a lot. I really enjoyed it. My, I have an uncle who's in the Hall of Fame. My dad bowled a lot and I did an awful lot of bowling as a young kid. It started when I was six years old. But I can remember one thing that my uncle, Buzz Fazio, told 
told me one time, he says, now every time you start to bowl a game, think about bowling a perfect game. That would, that would be a 300, meaning that get up there before you first throw that first ball down the lane, anticipate that this might be the time that you bowl that perfect game. And honestly, that stayed with me, quite frankly, all my life. Now, did I ever bowl 300? No. Did I come close? Yes, quite a few times. But that didn't matter because I didn't, just because I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish, I still kept trying to accomplish that goal. And I wanted to overcome that challenge. Now, that's a personal thing. And it's something I don't like to share a lot of times, but it's important that we take that into consideration when we're dealing with those things. So the key to living and overcoming life is to anticipate winning, anticipate being successful, anticipate becoming an overcomer, focus on winning, trusting God's word and believing that when we pray that God's going to answer that prayer. Don't just pray and say, well, I hope so. Maybe God will. No, we need to pray and believe and accept it that God said it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. When he says that, he says, and his righteousness, and then all these things will come unto you. He said it because he meant it and he wants us to live that. Now, I said at my introduction of this podcast that becoming an overcomer in life could literally be a way of life. Now, whenever I face a challenge, even the difficult ones, I like to say, this is just a bump in the road on the way to overcoming or on the way to success. You know that old saying, a bump in the road? And some people say, that was a pretty big bump. Well, it doesn't matter how big the bump was. You got over it and you moved on on your way to having an overcoming life. Now, what I'm saying is to look at the challenge as something God can help us overcome. There's the key. Not that we can overcome, but something that God can help help us overcome. He puts the Holy Spirit inside of us when we become believers, when we become followers of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit comes to live and dwell in us. So we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us to overcome every challenge. We need to draw upon that power, draw upon that strength, and believe that God wants us to overcome, and then accept it, receive it, and walk in it. Now, I know we cannot avoid the bumps or the challenges in life. But we also know that God's word tells us how to deal with these bumps, with these challenges. It's found in the book of Romans. It's one of my absolute all-time favorite scriptures. And you'll, if you're listening to me in my podcast or read any of my books, you hear me say that from time to time. I have a whole lot of all-time favorites, and this is one of them. It's found in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28. And I'm going to read it here in the New International Version. We know, first of all, do we know that? We've got to start off by saying we know. So then you have say we're getting ready to be taught something. This is something that we should know and we've got to know as Christians that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. What a great scripture. What an amazing, powerful scripture that is. You see, the amazing part of that scripture is it's to help us understand that that's something we've got to know that. We've got to believe that. We need to trust in that, that, that in all things, no matter what we go through, the challenges, whatever they might be, whether it be a cancer diagnosis or a divorce that you've gone through or a financial failure or a business failure or a recar, whatever it might be, anytime those things happen, there's going to be something that God is going to help us get through it, and then that will work together for good for those of us who love God. Remember, you got to love Him, put Him first, and who have been called according to His purpose. That means that what we want to do in our life is to God's purpose, is to follow His purpose. A lot of people go on in life living their own purpose, what they want. The old saying, I did it my way. Well, I did it my way is not a way to impress God. I did it my way has nothing to do with Romans 8 verse 28, because God says, I'm going to read it again, we know that in all things, God works for the good 
of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. When we think about it, those things can happen in our lives all the time. I remember once I was admitted to the hospital, didn't want to stay there, but the Holy Spirit told me, actually reminded me of Romans 8, 28, that uh, we know that all things work together, so I should stay there. And so I did. And during that time, a nurse came in and I was able to share my faith with her. She was a Buddhist and I shared my faith with her and told her how God was healing me and that there was a divine appointment that we met together. And it was a great time. And so that when I got out of the hospital the next day or so, I remember the Holy Spirit once again reminded me that I fought that situation, but God had a better plan and a better purpose for my life than to just be home that night. He wanted me in the hospital at that time to be able to share my faith with one of the nurses. I think we can all look back on a time when we did something or got involved with something that maybe we were not excited about or want to be a part about, and God turned it around and turned it to be something where we were able to share our faith and be able to talk to someone or at least encourage someone. You know, the more that I think about it, the more I read Romans 8, 28, the, the stronger I feel about it being such a vital scripture dealing with this topic, how to stay an overcomer, because a lot of people allow our defeats to come back. And if we remember that if, when we're re-challenged with defeats or re-challenged with trials in our past, we've got to learn to rise above that. And that scripture will help us do that because it's an amazing scripture to help us become and stay overcomers. I'd like you to listen real careful to this statement because I believe the Holy Spirit just gave this to me. Just as challenges are a way of life, overcoming is a way of life. Listen to that. Just as challenges, they're going to happen. They're going to be in our face from time to time. But overcoming also needs to be the way we deal with it. That's what Paul talked about. He understood that regardless of what he went through, what regardless of what his circumstances were, he was going to become an overcomer and was going to believe that God was going to bless him no matter what he was going through. And I believe that ministers to each and every one of us today. Now, let me give you, I mentioned this in my introduction, the five steps to stay an overcomer. So I've got five, I mean, there could be probably a couple dozen I could come up with. I think these are particularly good because I think they're right to the point and help each and every one of us. I know they've helped me. First of all, number one, don't continue to bring up what has hurt you in the past. You know, if we want to stay an overcomer, we can't go back and keep picking up all the stuff, all the trash we've thrown away and go back and re-pick that trash up again and rehash it and rediscuss it and go through it. We've got to run from that stuff. If we continue to remember past hurts, then we have not fully overcome our trials. Now let's remember what the Apostle Paul said. And let me, I'll paraphrase it just a little bit. It's in the book of Philippians, but it was chapter three. He was basically saying that we should forget the past. Now it's nice to be able to rise above the past, but a lot of people struggle with forgetting the past. The beauty of, of having a relationship with God our Father is that when our sins are forgiven, He forgets them. I mean, He basically has that kind of power that He says, I will no longer remember them. They're removed as far as the east is from the west. He removes them from us. Because we have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of us, I believe that we can learn how to forget the past. We can allow ourselves to stay away from it. We can train ourselves to stay away from it. We can trust in the God in God to help us live above those, those past challenges and difficulties. Paul said to press on to the end of the race and receive the prize that God has for us. Now, that's, that's just the way Paul's trying to get people to understand that no matter what we're going through, we can overcome and we can stay an overcomer. That's what he's saying here. So how do we know that we have overcome difficulties in our past? That's a question I'd like to pose to each and every one of you. Now, what about if someone has offended you? What if a certain person 
person that did something to you. Maybe a car dealership that you bought a car and it was a terrible experience, or maybe some a teacher in school, or maybe somebody that you ran into that that talked about you and said all kinds of terrible things about you that were not true. And you you want to know you've forgiven them, you've tried to move on, but how do we really know that we have overcome that difficulty in our past? Well, let me give an example. When it's a person and you feel like you've overcome them, and maybe all of a sudden, years later, that person you run into at a store or something, at a big grocery store, at a shopping center, or at a game or something, or at church even, you run into them. What's the thought in your heart? What comes up? When you see them, do you go back and start reflecting and remembering on what the problem was between the two of you? If you do that, when we do that, we're basically picking up those past hurts and allowing them to come back into our life. We need to look at that person with a feeling of love and, and forgiveness and trust and and just tell them it's good to see them. It's you're really happy to see them. I, I do that with the church. You know, as a pastor, let me just share something very personal with you. Most pastors, when someone leaves their church, it's a little difficult because they leave for various reasons. Maybe they didn't like you. Maybe they didn't like your preaching. Maybe they said they weren't getting fed anything. I don't know what it was, but they left for some reason. And when they leave, we have to learn how. And it's not easy. We need to learn how to forgive that person, move on. And maybe we made mistakes. Maybe it was our fault. But nonetheless, we've got to move on. And I've always told the people in the church, and told the people on my staff that when someone comes back to the church who left and they were angry and upset, when they come back, the first thing we need to do is open up our heart and our arms and extend ourselves to them. Reminds me of the story of the prodigal son. Remember, the prodigal son took what his possessions, his his inheritance from his father, and he went out and spent it and threw it all away. Well, the father had two sons. He had the prodigal son. He had one that stayed home with him. So the prodigal son did all of his spending and crazy living and all that stuff. And but his father father was still waiting for him to come back. And when the father saw his son in a distance, he ran to him and welcomed him. He grabbed him. He put his arms around him. And he says, basically what he was saying was, whatever you've done in the past, it doesn't matter. I forgive that. It's all over with. You're back. You're back. I want you to be here. And he says, let's kill the fatted calf. That means let's have a celebration. He put a fancy robe on him and celebrated his life. Well, while that was happening, the other brother who did not leave the farm, did not leave his father, did not take his inheritance. He stayed and worked and all that. He was angry. He was jealous. He couldn't understand why the father could forgive him like that. That father knew how to overcome. And when he saw that son, all he could think about was, let's rejoice. My my son has come home. He's come back. And that's the type of thing I'm talking about here, that we need to learn how to be an overcomer and then learn how to stay an overcomer and be able to forgive those people. If you've had problems with people and you're wondering, is it is it over? I mean, is that, is that bad feeling gone? Whatever. Maybe you should drive by their house in, in their neighborhood or drive by their business and see how you feel. If you can drive by their home or by their business and not think badly, but just sit and think that I'm just going to pray for them because the Bible tells us to pray for those who persecute us, pay for those who abuse us, who say all kinds of things about us, we're supposed to pray for them. So if you can go by that person's business or see that person or run to that person and be at peace and know there's still forgiveness there, then you have overcome what the battle was and let's stay there and let's not go back, but let's move on. All right, I took a lot of time on step one, so let's move to step number two. We stay an overcomer by faith. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, it says this, our faith has overcome the world. So therefore, if our faith is what we need to overcome the world, then we can stay an overcomer by faith and trusting in God and believing that God is our source for everything that we need or everything that we will ever need in our life. All right, number three, we need to be a good, kind, and giving person. It keeps us an overcomer. Here's a scripture that proves that. In Romans chapter 
12 and verse 21. I believe it's in the New Living Translation. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. So you want to be an overcomer? Then be good, be kind, be giving, and be loving to other people. And don't let evil overcome us or conquer us because we can overcome and and conquer evil when we are doing good things for God. All right, number four. The Bible tells us we are more than conquerors. Now, that's I hear that all the time. I've heard that since I've become a Christian many years ago. I've heard preachers preach it, evangelists pe- preach it. I've had people tell me that at Bible studies and things that we are we are more than conquerors. And I always we always go, yeah, that's good. We appreciate that. But you know, what does that really mean to be more than than conquerors? In Romans eight and verse thirty seven, it says this: overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us overwhelming victory. Not just victory, but overwhelming victory. See, a conqueror is one who's had success, but more than a conqueror is one who has greater success than what they anticipated or expected or what they ever could think or imagine would ever happen in their life. And the same thing happens to us when we want to be an overcomer because we can be overcomers and have that victory be its ours because of the love that Christ has for us and the love that he has placed in us through the anointing and the caring of the Holy Spirit in our life. All right, number five, the Holy Spirit in us is greater than anything that challenges us. That's how we can stay overcomers. First John, listen to this scripture. It's just so wonderful relating to this particular podcast. First John chapter four, verse four. Once again, I think it's the New Living Translation, but you belong to God. Maybe we should just stop there and think about that. We're going through trials or challenges, or we're thinking about difficulties in our past. We need to stop that and start thinking, but you belong to God. We're his child. He loves us. He's supporting us. He's encouraging us. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to be more than conquerors. He wants us to be achievers. He wants us to live the abundant life. So you belong to God. My dear children, it says, you have already won a victory over those people. He's talking about anybody that's come against us, anybody that's challenged us, any difficulties in our past. We've already overcome that. So since we've already overcome it, why do we go back and pick it up? We can't do that. We got to stay away from that. It says here, continue in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in in the world. What a wonderful scripture. I've heard it quoted many, many, many times, but I think we need to stop and apply it to our life. We need to look at that scripture and say, that's mine. That's my promise. So let's look at that scripture a little differently and apply it to ourselves. First John 4, 4. Thank you, Lord, for this scripture. And I receive this in Jesus' name. But you, I belong to God and, and I'm one of your children. And you've already given me the ability to win the victory over people who come against me. You've given me the victory over death in the grave by allowing me the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And because of that, I can be strong and powerful in you because the spirit who lives in me, thank you, Lord, that spirit who lives in me is greater than anything, any spirit, any demon, any activity, any accusations, any attacks, any trials, any challenges, any troubles, any illness, any sickness, any divorce, any bankruptcy, anything that can happen in our life. The power of the Holy Spirit who lives in us is greater than that spirit that's out there that's trying to attack us, take us down, and destroy us, and to keep us from living an overcoming life. I hope you receive it that way. That scripture needs to be prayed that way, needs to be applied to our life so that we understand that greater is he that it is us than he who is in the world. And that's a fact that's in God's word. I live on that and I claim it for each and every one of you. Now we must always face challenges in life. I'm not trying to get you to think that you're not going to face these things. They're going to be there. If we just ignore them, they will just keep coming back. When we face a 
challenge. We must face it head on with the power of the Holy Spirit because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We must take it on straight ahead because Jesus promised us to have life abundantly. He warned us in John 10, 10 that the devil comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But he says, but I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So those things are going to happen. Those challenges are going to happen in life. And we must deal with them, take them on, and be victorious over them in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 in the New Living Translation, it tells us how Paul was in prison and that when he was in prison, he wrote this. That means all of his incredible difficulties and trials that he was facing right then. He wrote these words. Here's what the Holy Spirit told Paul to, to write so that we would receive it these couple of thousand years later. And we're reading this and receiving this. Philippians chapter 6 in the New American Standard Bible, another translation that I really enjoy. Here's what Paul wrote as he was led of the Holy Spirit to, to pen these words. For I am confident of this very thing. Now look at his circumstances and he says what? I'm confident. I, that means his confidence is not in himself. His confidence and trust is not his ability or his words or his wisdom or his background or his teachings or anything. He's confident in God. His confidence comes through the Holy Spirit who is living and dwelling in him. And he says, for, for I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. Other translations say it will continue it or it will be completed. But he says will perfect it in you. With this scripture, the reason I'm using this as I'm ending up on this podcast is because this scripture tells us that here's how we can stay an overcomer. It's one thing to have victory over something. It's another thing to maintain that victory and maintain that position of being that overcomer. Because Paul is telling us that that he who began the work in us, so he began the work in us, therefore we became an overcomer. We were received forgiveness. We gave it forgiveness. We received it back. We, we were blessed of the Lord. And God's going to continue that blessing in our life. And he's going to continue it until the day that Jesus Christ comes back to claim his church. And that's all of us. So I want you to get that scripture. That's another great scripture that is so powerful in helping us to understand how we can maintain our overcoming position in life and not go back and and be torn back into that situation that we were in before. Now, some might say it is easier to get free and have become an overcomer than it is to stay an overcomer. I I guess that's kind of true. But the reality of it is once we become an overcomer, if we take the strength that God has given us in becoming an overcomer, we can stay in that. We got to trust God in it. Yeah, trials are going to happen. Challenges are going to happen. I've been diagnosed with cancer on numerous occasions. Seems I get healed of one and next thing I know, another one hits me. I had skin cancers and those all cleared up. I thank God for that. Then all of a sudden, they wound up with removing my right kidney due to cancer. Well, then they took that out and God healed me and everything was fine there. And then boom, I got hit with myeloma bone marrow cancer. Told I had six months to live. But, you know, but I said, Lord, I'm not gonna, that doesn't change anything in my relationship with you. When the doctor said you got six months to live, the Holy Spirit instantly put in me to give him the doctor these words. So let me get this straight. You're trying to scare me with heaven. God has helped me to become an overcomer in the area of cancer of that being diagnosed in my body. Matter of fact, I don't even like to say that I had cancer. I like to always say I was diagnosed cancer because God just got rid of it as soon as it raised its ugly head. So we've got to stay there. I'm not using myself an example of this perfect example of being an overcomer, but I've gone through some heavy stuff that God has helped me to overcome and stay an overcomer. And yes, it sometimes is harder to maintain it than to get it, but I can say through the power of God, through the strength that God puts in our life and the power of the Holy Spirit in us, and there's 
desire that Jesus has for us to become overcomers and live abundant lives, we can overcome and stay an overcomer. So if you're going through a challenge now, or maybe you've overcome something and now it's back at you again, it's going to happen. The devil's going to keep coming back to cause us difficulties and challenges and problems, but we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers because the Holy Spirit lives in us and he is our comforter, he is our counselor, and we have a constant source of power in us to stay an overcomer. So I'm going to pray for you as I close this podcast. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who are going through challenges, those that have overcome challenges, but now maybe they're fighting them once again. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that they would take authority over those challenges in the name of Jesus and say they have no place in my life, you have no place in my heart and my mind, and and rebuke it in Jesus' name and that it must leave. It will leave them right now and they'll not be bothered and overcome again. I pray that they would live that overcoming life, that they are more than conquerors. They are God's kids. They're, they're going to live an abundant life. They're going to live a quality life. They're going to live a life filled with joy and peace and happiness. They're going to live a life that's filled with the fruit of the Spirit, with love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, and that they will continue to live that overcoming life. I thank you for it now. I pray you would bless them and keep them for ask these things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast today. I would like to encourage you, if you'd like to know more about Quality Christian Living, that is the name of our podcast that we do have been doing for about two and a half years now. If you'd like to know more about that, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, the first page you see will have a link on the front of it. And that link will take you to all the podcasts that I've done. Now, this is podcast number 260. And out of those 260, there have been series, maybe 10 items on this, 20 on that, 15 on another. We've talked about subjects like we just went through a series on faith for miracles that basically turned into a book that I'm in the process of completing at this time. In addition to that, we did a series on how to walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit, how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. We had a series of messages dealing with how to get out of debt and how to stay out of debt, a series of messages on healings and how to see miracles take place in our life. We had a series on prosperity, a series of messages dealing with generosity. I mean, just a whole bunch of topics that we've covered. You see, because I look at Quality Christian Living as a pastor. I pastored a church. My wife and I did for 20 years. Prior to that, we taught in the church and we were basically pastoring people in those days. And I want want to see people live a godly life. I want them to live a quality Christian life, a life filled with joy and happiness, a life filled with hope and the promises of God. So that's what quality Christian living is all about. And you'll see us go from topic to topic and do maybe 10 or 15, maybe even 20 podcasts on one particular topic. And then the Holy Spirit tells me it's time to move on and will give me another series to do. So that's what quality Christian living is all about. Since you're on the front page of my webpage now, or you, you went there, you can then scroll down a little bit farther and you'll notice a number of books that I have listed in there. They're all on Amazon. There's one there on faith, one on finances, one on help to help veterans, another one dealing with being able to have really great faith and understanding that, that God is our source of strength and that we can call things that are not as though that they are and that God brings something from what we call nothing. And that's a teaching I think that'll be a blessing to you. I don't want to 
talk too long about the books, but I did want to let you know they're available to you. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to my podcast. Well, I do appreciate you listening in today. It's been a real joy to bring this, this podcast to you. My next one is entitled, if this is what the Lord wants me to do, How to Help Others Overcome. You know, we're going to get into talking about how we can look at someone and ask the Holy Spirit to help us and reveal to us what words we need to say, that we can have favor of those people, that they'll receive what we have to say to help them. I'm going to use an example of a man I spoke to recently who was really depressed, really down, just so discouraged with life. And we met and spent a couple of hours together, and I believe the Holy Spirit led the conversation. And this man was kind of bringing up a lot of difficulties that he had had in his past and a lot of challenges he had, and he was fighting PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder, a very difficult thing, emotional thing for men and women who've gone through difficult times either in the military or the police force or whatever it might be. And, and, and after that meeting was over, the next day I talked to him and he just felt such a release and the Holy Spirit moved in a very special way. We need to be conscious that God can use us to help others overcome. We can say a word of encouragement. If you've gone through something, we're going to talk about this, if you've gone through something difficult in your life, you become, I believe, an expert in how to help others to overcome that difficulty in their life. I believe a drug addict who's been delivered from that can be a great source of help to those who are struggling with drugs. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up today and just read these few words to you and ask the Lord to bless you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, I just want to ask God to richly bless you in everything that you do. And I pray that you'll walk and live that overcoming life. That once you've got it, you'll keep it and you'll maintain it and live that life and give God all the glory and all the praise and all the honor. Thank you once again for listening to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. This was podcast number 260. Thank you so much for listening in.